Agoraphobia. <sighs> Written, illustrated, and narrated by Alec Maxwell. In, 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 enjoy. Agoraphobia. An anxiety disorder characterized by symptoms of anxiety brought about when the person perceives their environment to be unsafe with no easy way to escape. If I feel trapped, it's okay. I don't need to panic. Just look for a way out. There's, al there's, there's always a way out. A gap in the crowd. A secluded corner. And I don't, I don't need to worry because Lily will be there the entire time. I'm not entirely certain when I started saying mental affirmations out loud. But here we are. I'm still not entirely convinced this is a good idea. But then again, it is my idea, so that would make sense. Why? Why did Dr. Faustus have to agree with me? For clarification's sake, my name is Sarah. I'm 18 years old, and I have suffered from agoraphobia since my early teens. It started off as just plain anxiety. Not pleasant, but I could handle it. I could. But every day passed, it got worse. I can't quite describe when it happened or what it did, or what caused it to tip. But I tipped. It tipped me over the edge. And oh boy, did it happen quick and fast. And the next thing I know, I'm on my third therapist. I'm having to have house calls because I can't. I, 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 it's, I, it's gotten to the point where I can't go outside. Whenever I go near the front door, whenever I think about leaving the house, I get palpitations. They, they hurt. They come. They, they don't. They just start and I, they can take anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour to end if I'm lucky. I don't know why it keeps happening to me. All but one of my friends 
contact with me completely. It's not that I blame them. I'm pathetic. What type of person can't go outside? I mean, I'm ridiculous. If it weren't for Lily, I wouldn't have anyone at all. She stuck by my side. Through everything. She believes I can do it. And her belief makes me believe. And then I started thinking, which is always a bad idea. And now here we are. One thought and it snowballed and I got confident and I got cocky and I don't know how to handle it. I... <sighs> I've somehow managed to convince myself and my therapist that if, that I am, not if, that I am, that I'm ready to brave the outside world. Whilst this says it'll be good to challenge myself and that I can't keep putting it off. It's, it's, it's not that I disagree with him. Except I do. But I know I shouldn't. So on any official record, I'm going to say, I think it's a good idea. Which is technically a lie. Fuck! Fuck! Why is this so hard? Fuck! I can't figure this out in my head. It makes no sense. I know I need to do what I can to help me get out of this mess. I know I can't live in fear of the outdoors forever, of going to places with people. I... I can't. But it's so, so hard. Just, I can't go through that again. I know there's no point in avoiding people based on the statistics that 650 people were murdered in the UK and Ireland last year, which I have noted is a drop from the year before where the number of current homicides was up to 774. Statistics are showing a steady decline, but does that stop the awful feeling of fear and dread in the pit of my stomach, the churning pain that never ends like knives gouging and twisting into my abdomen? <laughs> I wish. My brain won't rest. It won't stop making noise. My thoughts are too loud. So often I struggle to catch my breath because I feel like I'm drowning in an endless sea of fear and the probability of a negative outcome. <sighs> but for me, they're not just possibilities. My brain views anything it comes up with as an absolute, no matter how hard I try to escape. I can't. They're absolutes. There's no way out for me. How can I escape something? How can... That's a... It's a part of me. It's not even just the part of me. It's, it's me entirely. This is beyond just a part of me. This consumes my brain. The little positive girl who was such an optimist that didn't notice the darkness in the world even when she was having her hope beaten out of her. The ability to recover, to bounce back, to be happy, to be not afraid of everything. Where did it go? Where did I go? How could I lose myself so badly? I don't want to go to the market tomorrow. I don't want to go to the market with Lily. I don't want to go. Yes. 
I know. This is the first time I've said it out loud. It's practically nothing. It is nothing. I know it's stupid. My grand idea. It's nothing. Go to the market, it's nothing. Does that change anything? No. No. Am I overthinking this? You bet. Is the thought that tomorrow I will be outside in public overwhelming? Is it getting under my skin? Can I feel it crawling under my skin? No. This is crawling under my skin, constricting my neck to the point where I'm fighting for breath. Does it make me want to peel my skin off to relieve the tension? Does my skin tingle? Do my arms and legs go numb and spasm? I can't feel anything besides the numb tingle that spreads up my limbs and into my throat. My chest contracts, my heart beats faster and faster. The pain, it hits. The, palpit the palpitations, the stabbing, contracting pain in my heart. I can't get rid of this. It paralyzes me. My entire left side. The tears fill my eyes. No. No, not again. Please, not again. I'm so proud of Sarah. She's been through so much and is still fighting. Everything from her childhood trauma, parental abuse, the bullies, the worst thing for me about the bullies is that I was there for all of it. I saw the horrible things they do to her, throwing rocks as she walked to and from school hiding her clothes while she was getting changed after P.E., dumping her books in the toilets, the gossiping, the lying, the rumours. They would threaten her life for merely being quiet and pale. And the few times she stand up for herself? Well, let's just say she's not always had difficulty breathing and catching her breath. I only saw the outcome of what happened. I didn't see the start or how it escalated. Not that I need to. I'm well aware of the fact that kids did 
these things to her for no real reason. There's nothing wrong with her. They were sick and twisted sadists, and they just focused on their efforts, focused all of their efforts on Sarah. That image. Her pinned against the wall of the wooden annex by her neck, by feet floating above the floor, the girls laughing as she struggled and her face went from white to red, purple. His grip tightened. I... His name was Jack. The popular boy. He rarely had any involvement unless his precious little bitch of a girlfriend asked nicely. Kelsey. Never in my life have I met someone so vile. Although her girlfriends weren't far behind. The amount of times I've tried to expunge that image from my mind. I feel selfish for it. I didn't even go through it. And it still haunts me to such an extent that I can't imagine what it must have been like for her to actually go through it. No, enough of that. Enough. Enough of that. She's made such good progress. She actually goes into the back garden now. We sit and we watch the sunset, have a couple smokes, and just get lost in the conversations we have. The worlds we build are ours to explore. She's my best friend, my soulmate. Never thought she'd get through this, Rut. Never thought. Never thought. She thought she was too broken. I thought she would never go outside, never find her escape. But I never doubted her. I, I never doubted her. I. And it's all proven to be worth it. We're actually going out tomorrow. A cute little Christmas market. We're from a ridiculously small town in northern England, so the fear of it being crowded by people is next to nothing. For me, at least. I'm so excited. I've decided to call around at Sarah's tonight. So we can have a little chilled morning before we head out. So I can be there in case anything goes awry. Or she starts to panic. My heart rate quickens. I pull up the drive to Sarah's house to see it, shrouded in darkness. No light emitting from any of the windows. No anxious twitches from behind the curtain like there always is when she hears a car enter her property. My stomach is in uproar. This isn't right. She's a creature of habit. It's 6.45pm. By this point, she fills up the kettle for a cuppa. Feeds her cat, Sylvia. The lights would have been turned on at 4pm and the curtains closed not long before. Why is it changed? She would never forget. 
She would never forget. And she's never... She she never takes naps. She, she barely sleeps when she should, let alone when throughout the day. I can't... I jankedly park the car and rush out to the front door where I begin to pelt my bald fist on it. The door swings open and my jaw drops, leaving my mouth agape. It looks ransacked. The cabinet in the hall has the drawers ripped out and strewn across the corridor. My heart rate, which has been quickening at each second, sped up now and peaks. I feel my chest contract. My hands start to go numb. I feel my muscles in my arms and legs begin to tighten. I'm contort. My breath is running away from me and no matter what, I can't catch it. I start to see stars. My vision goes chopping. I'm seeing things in frames. Images. I crumple to the ground in tears, my mind racing with possibilities. The worst error is, what could have happened? My vision keeps fading. It's so black. And between the darkness, I try to focus on my surroundings. I wish I hadn't. I wish I hadn't. Light slips in through the door that remains open and illuminates the walls. And there, at ground level, directly across the Directly across from my face were bloodied scratch marks on the, on the skirting the size of a human hand. <laughs> they were dragged horizontally above the skirting board down the wall. Towards the kitchen. I can't know. My nostrils flare as I pick up a hot metallic odour. That consumes my senses. God. It's not long before I recognise the fragrance as blood. And in the light streaming through the open door, I see pools of deep, dark red splattered along the wooden floors. Sarah. I can't believe what I'm seeing. My mind flashes from one devastating outcome to the next. I can see her broken and bound and able to scream for help as the blood escapes her body as she strains to breathe. As she slowly suffocates. And I see her running through the woods in terror, her head frantically looking in all directions trying to find a way to escape from whatever monster is pursuing her. She trips and falls and before she has time to scream, the lights from her eyes are ripped out. They're ripped out as her life comes to an abrupt end. My vision fades. I let the darkness consume me. As it always consumes me. It's not hard to give in. When I feel so much pain and fear in every fibre of my being. I black out. I awake several hours later. In a brightly lit room. 
My vision is blurred and I can't be sure of what I see is real or not. Not that it wouldn't make much difference. As everywhere my eyes wander, all I see is white. I can hear faint mumbled voices, but I am unable to discern what they're saying. But after several minutes, I am able to make out that I am in a hospital. A room. Why I'm here, I still have no idea. I, I think, what was I doing? It all floods back into my mind in an instant. Sarah! I cry. The figures that I heard still talking before suddenly burst through the door. The police officers. They stood staring at me in front of that open door to the room my bed was in. They seemed shocked. I, I try to ask what is happening, but my voice fails. What? My throat? It suddenly seems dry and hoarse as if I hadn't just screamed. Out my last... Out my best friend's name. I did. I just screamed. I swear I just screamed for Sarah. I try again to make sound, but barely a whisper comes out. The police officers glance at each other before giving me a hard stare. One leaves as the other approaches my bed and leans in close to my face and proceeds to say, I don't know what happened tonight, but I will find out. A young woman named Sarah McGee was found in the woods, a good several miles away from her home, away from any paths or common routes, frozen in fear as if Medusa herself had petrified her, her face contorted into a harrowing scream, claw marks coming down from her scalp and drawing blood as if they travelled across her face. Her arms were frozen, rigid in front of her, as if rigor mortis had set in, as if she was trying to shield herself. She had traces of her own blood, skin, flesh collected beneath her fingernails. Now explain to me! Because I've done some digging into Sarah's life. And she was a diagnosed paranoiac. With several cases of social anxiety disorder and agoraphobia. Her therapist notes are more like a list of ailments that didn't end there. What I want to know is why would you be at her house the very night of her death? She had no friends and didn't hadn't been seen outside for years. Even her family don't know what is going on. They don't see her. They don't hear from her. So how? And why? Why were you there? Why were you in her house? How did she end up dead in the woods miles from her house when she doesn't even own a car? I swear I will find out what happened to her. Now I've done some digging. Agoraphobia is one of those things that some people get sometimes. It's one of those mental situations when a person who is so paranoid or scared of their surroundings or have a fear of not being able to escape situations or what they get themselves into. Now I know for a fact this woman has not left her house in years. 
So tell me. Why were you there? It doesn't make sense. She couldn't leave the threshold of her own home. He backs away from me. He backs away. I've only just realised how cold my blood is running. The tears start to fall from my eyes. I don't even have a voice to explain my innocence. My best friend is gone and they're telling me I don't even exist in her life. And they're asking why I was there. He stares at me coldly before turning on his heels and marching out the room. The door slams behind him. And I break. <laughs> I scream in silence. The tears stream down my cheeks. My Sarah. My poor dear Sarah. I loved you so much. I just wish I could hold you and see you smile one more time. I curl my legs up to my chest and just slowly cry. Rocking backwards and forwards. Trying to calm down my nerves and stop my shaking. Oh God, I wish I knew how to escape this.